What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Academics Podcast. I'm your host, Justin D. Barnett. We are back with another great episode. This one features Jordan Blaze Trevino, who's a multicultural strategist at Hearts and Science here in Los Angeles, California. Hearts and Science was founded with a special focus on data and analytics and a foundation of heart. They dig deep into data for insights. They help brands build individual relationships at scale using sophisticated data platforms that reach high value consumers with the right message at the right time. So sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. This is Jordan Blaze Trevino from Hearts and Science. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's guest is Jordan Trevino. Jordan is a multicultural strategist at Hearts and Science here in Los Angeles. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Hi, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. So as I just mentioned, you are a multicultural strategist at at Hearts and Science. Um, What exactly does that mean? Essentially, as a multicultural strategist, I'm planning media for AT&T, targeting specifically multicultural audiences and making sure that AT&T's uh, messaging is relevant to those audiences. Interesting. So um, just for people who aren't too familiar with um, Hearts and Science, what exactly is Hearts and Science? So Hearts and Science is an advertising media agency owned by Omnicom. And essentially, Hearts and Science, their main mission is blending the heart along with the science. So the heart is, you know, the emotion, the relevancy, the people that actually, you know, make these decisions every day. Meanwhile, the science is us going through the numbers and realizing like, oh, there's patterns and data we can implement and bring the two together to really maximize our campaigns. That, that position of, of multicultural strategist and, and, you know, working as a media planner is, is um, a very interesting um, position to, to kind of fall into. And I think a lot of people do get into that, um, you know, directly out of college. Um, so, you know, what, what, how did you land into this position? Like, what was your professional journey like up until uh, this point? Yeah. So after graduation, I actually applied for the Multicultural Advertising Intern Program, or MAPE, and was accepted. They sent me off to Boston to intern for Mullen Lowe. After the summer ended, I met a recruiter as part of the program who worked at RPA out in LA. So I threw in my application and I received the offer and packed up my bags and headed to LA. After RPA, I was there as an assistant media planner for a couple of years, and then I decided to move on to a different agency, Campbell Ewald, and eventually I ended up at Hearts and Science working as the multicultural media strategist. Interesting. Um, it, I didn't. I actually wasn't. Uh, I didn't know you were a, a MAPE alumni. Um, so I, I mean, let's let's kind of talk a little bit about that process. Um, I know you mentioned like after college you went to Boston. Where, where did you go to college, and you know what was it like transitioning from college into an internship? So I went to uh, Stephen F. Austin State University out in East Texas, and then that transition was a bit of a culture shock. So you know it's a small Texas town, and then you're headed to a big city, and that you know kind of shook my world up. But applying to MAPE through different essays, recommendations, uh, even like uh, a video application, that transition, you know, kind of prepared me for, I got to put my all in Mm -hmm. to whatever I'm doing and then try to transition that into the real world. So you went to school in Texas and then you landed your first internship in Boston and that's a big move, you know, culturally and geographically. Did MAPE assist you in that, that moving process? So MAPE definitely helped. You do have to pay a small fee for the MAPE program, but also that 
offsets the travel fees that offsets the room and board so i think it's a great investment mm -hmm. and they definitely help you in trying to you know pick up your life and explore and see something new and yeah. i think that's something great especially for the challenges that people of color face yeah so I know you just mentioned that um, you got your bachelor's degree from Stephen F. Austin State University, and I know you majored in business administration and marketing. Um, did you always know you wanted to work uh, in the advertising field? So I didn't realize I wanted to work in advertising until maybe my junior year. I was a part of the American Marketers Association Club, and I applied to a AAF competition out in Houston, went to the competition, and I was separated into a team among different students. We received a brief from a local business trying to advertise what they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And from there, I essentially kind of reached into a hat and picked out account executive as my role for this team. And I said, no, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and so when I was with the team, the first kind of questions I asked were, what's the budget? who's our target audience, where are we going to reach them? And then after that competition, I kind of sat down with myself and said, I think I should be a media planner if I'm asking these kinds of questions. What, what type of qualities do you find um, or have you noticed that, that you know, people in the, in the media uh, department, like what type of personal qualities do, usually um, do people have that, that make them excel within that, that department? So those kind of qualities I would say is very data, analytical they're always looking for how to maximize anything so if you're in something and you're doing something how can you make it better it's kind of like optimizing and just seeing where your strengths are yeah what's your current role at hearts and science uh what was your application process like what was the interview process like um you know how how did you end up in that in that role so how i ended up in that role was essentially i was scouted on linkedin from a recruiter hmm. and from there she sent me the job title the job position and i kind of looked at the responsibilities and how um did my research on hearts and science a little bit and i thought to myself this would be a great place a good career move and i saw myself going in that direction nice so how does Hearts and Science uh, differ from other agencies that you've worked at in the past, like Campbell, Ewald, Mullenlow, RPA, et cetera? I think Hearts and Science does a great job at listening to all voices. It doesn't matter your job title. It doesn't matter, you know, your seniority. If you have a good idea, you can collaborate, collaborate across all levels within the agency. Mm -hmm. So essentially one time we were working on a brief and you have different levels from a director to you know an intern in the room and the director says okay we have a problem how do we fix it and then everybody is throwing ideas and everybody is building upon each other and that's kind of what i like specifically about hearts and science yeah um so i know you've been there for just just under a year now um and you've had the you know this unique ex experience of you know, commuting to the office and working in LA and, and such a cool office where you guys are located and with, with COVID happening and working from home, you've had to transition and, and work from home. So, you know, you've got to experience your job as in office and working from home. So, um, you know, what has, what has that experience been like for you? Yeah, I would say it's an easy transition. You're not spending as much time in traffic and you really do find that your mornings and afternoons open up, which I really enjoy. I'm actually out in Houston right now with family. So being able to travel has been a great, 
you know, opportunity with work from home. Yeah. Do you have any pointers for people who are going to be starting jobs soon or have recently started and are trying to figure out or get into a groove of working from home? Do you have any like pointers on how to be more efficient? So I think my biggest tip here is over communicating. I think you should be reporting into your superiors as often as you can. You have to make their jobs easier and try to avoid any confusion. Hop on a phone call if you have to. Send them uh, a ping on the messenger, whatever whatever it is. Just make sure you're communicating and trying to lay out um, the agenda or what's going on as best you can. Another tip I have is screen sharing especially with you know the technology now just making sure you're sharing your screen and learning how those around you best communicate so there was this one time where i was talking to my boss and i said hey you know uh i i spent maybe 10 minutes trying to explain it to her and then i and then i said hey i'm gonna take a step back i'm actually gonna screen share what i'm what i'm working on and then from that, she was like, oh, this is so easy. This is great. And mm -hmm. then just how people around you uh, communicate. Yeah, yeah. It's good advice. It's good advice. So, Jordan, what would you say is uh, the most difficult part of your job every day? I would say the most difficult part of my job now is just staying organized. I was so used to being organized in person at the office. I have my files on my desk and I have my notes all written out. But now there's this level of you have to stay digitally organized where I need to save things to the server and make sure everybody has appropriate links and make sure everything's working flawlessly flawlessly so nothing gets slowed down on these projects mm -hmm. and and so just to to follow that up um, you know what would you say are is is the the most rewarding part of your job what's the best part of your job oh I'm so lucky to work with the investment teams and work with my own strategy team every day you know it's a great to see the positive attitudes and then they actually challenge me to work with the client in a way that best brings them success and makes us as a team look good so i'm just really fortunate to work alongside them yeah yeah um so i know advertising is one of those careers where it's really inclusive and most people that aren't in it don't know much about it um so you know how do you explain like to your parents or your friends or your family, like exactly what you do for a living? So how I would explain what I do is that essentially my client has an advertising problem where they want to send a message out to, you know, an audience. It's my job to determine with the client how to best measure success, what does success look like, and then coordinate with my investment teams to create a plan that meets those indicators, those uh, performance indicators. Are there any resources like publications, podcasts, et cetera, that, that you follow um, kind of just to stay up to date with, with news and within the industry and within, um, you know, culture? So, yeah, I actually do follow, you know, the Ad Age, Ad Week, Media Post. And then my biggest recommendation is Twitter lists. How Twitter lists works, it's a curated list and feed of advertising individuals. So you can see the latest from you know, a CMO, or you can see the latest from people working at different agencies. And it's great to collaborate in real time with what people are working on and what, you know, challenges people are facing in this like current moment. Interesting. That's actually something that I'm, I'm not even familiar with. So I've learned something new today. <laughs> Thank you. I will look in the Twitter list. Um, yeah, sure. 
So you mentioned that you were a member of the AMA club in college. Like I, I'm, a, I'm always an advocate for people joining on campus um, clubs within their field because I feel like it's 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 good marketing for. I mean, it's good uh, networking for students. You know, what are your thoughts on on people joining clubs like that, extracurricular activities? Yeah, I think those extracurricular activities, especially in college, like are so needed. When I was, you know going to these meetings for AMA, I kind of realized like, this is where, this is my niche. This is where I want to be. And and these are the people I could be potentially working with one day. And actually out of one of the meetings, there was somebody who presented the MAPE opportunity. And I thought to myself, that's something I want to move forward with. And I want to go for. Um, I I mean, I had a similar situation. Like I actually found the advertising industry through an on-campus group. So um, I, that's why I definitely am always um, encouraging people to, to not just go to class every day, but, you know, try and try and uh, get involved on campus with, with anything that you can that can, you know, help you get to where you're trying to go. Let's talk a little bit more about that role as, as a media planner. Um, are there certain um, types of media that you work in? So, yeah, I'm actually working across all types of media from out of home to print to TV to uh, digital and social. And and what exactly does that process like? I know you're you're like uh, planning media, but what exactly does planning media mean to someone who has never heard of this role? So essentially, it's kind of we have a target audience. How mm-hmm. do we reach them? And we go through data sets defining our target audience, and then we kind of analyze them and say, okay, well, we see. They are spending a lot of time on Facebook. So maybe Facebook is where we need to be. And and essentially, does that involve like, um, you know, budgets and spreadsheets and things like that? So, So how the process goes is that the client usually gives us a brief and then we go through it. We have our budget. We have our target audience. And then from there, we analyze our target audience and determine the best place to reach them. And then with that budget, we have to allocate where we want to be, how strong do we want to be there. And that's one of the challenges we have as planners. Got it. And exactly like within a, so there are so many, um, there are so many different aspects of a campaign or different points of a campaign. At, at what point in the campaign do you guys start media planning? Is it from the jump or do you guys receive the the campaign from uh creative or the the account team and then you guys plan the media based on that like how exactly does that work so specifically at hearts and science it's straight from the jump we get a media brief meanwhile we are working alongside a creative agency and they are being briefed almost simultaneously so we are working in tandem with creative Mm -hmm. and so while they are working on their pieces we're working on our pieces and saying, by this day, we need to get everything together so we can properly launch. Got it, got it. So within Hearts and Science, or within your specific team at Hearts and Science, um, how many team members do you have and what are those positions that you work with uh, close, closest to? I'm working alongside a multicultural supervisor and director, and then we're overseeing all lines of business for AT&T, mobility, and uh, the video broadband side. And then we're working with those different lines of business and inserting a multicultural perspective into these campaigns. 
Okay, got it. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about your your interview process um, with Hearts and Science. How did that experience go? So the role originally was split between an entertainment team and the multicultural team. It would be a 50-50 split between these two teams. And the interview process was maybe about two interviews max, one being a screener, and then the second being the in-person. And so with the in-person, I was interviewed by the entertainment team, also the multicultural team. So I was getting left and right different sorts of questions and trying my best to stay on my feet and answer as best I can. I think my tip here is probably rely as on as much experience as you had and really showcase what you've done in the past and make sure people know that you're competent for the position you're applying for. You know, you, I mean, you've been in the industry for some time now. You have some experience um, outside of college. It's been a few years. So, you know, knowing all that you know now, based on the experience that you've had um, with MAPE and with Mullen Lowe and RPA um, and everything else, if you could go back in time and give your college self some advice, um, what would you say? I would say, you know, make a plan, evaluate your career opportunities, kind of map out where you see yourself in, you know, a few months, a few years, and like what the end goal is. Like, first you have to identify your own passions and then kind of branch out from there and see, okay, what's out there for me? And what's the best opportunity for me to take to get to that point? So I would just say, you know, map out as much as you can. If it goes off course, that's life. You gotta go with the punches, but just keep on going. Definitely, great, great advice. Um, and for anyone looking to get into an agency uh, like Hearts and Science, um, do you have any pointers there? I would say network as much as possible. And especially I know with COVID going on right now, it's a bit difficult to network in person. So my, big, my biggest advice here is probably boosting your social media presence as much as possible. You know, interact with uh, professionals, review different ad campaigns, make yourself stand out as much as possible on social so that you get yourself noticed. And then maybe from there, that can help you get your foot in the door. I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I know earlier you also mentioned that you were scouted by a recruiter for this role, you know, through LinkedIn. Um, you know, how important is, is LinkedIn for, for students in your opinion? LinkedIn is I would say it's crucial, it's essential, you need a profile, and it, that profile needs to look good to any recruiters out there. I think LinkedIn is probably one of your best resources for getting an internship or a job straight out of college. Yeah, definitely. So, Jordan, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Before we go, um, how can the listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, so if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter. You can reach me at Jordan Trev, or you can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Trevino. Got it. So I definitely encourage anyone who's interested in the LA advertising market, uh, anyone who has any questions about MAPE, anyone who is interested in media planning, anyone who is interested in hearts and science, reach out to Jordan. This is a great resource. Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to keep up with us outside of these podcasts, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's at Academics, A-D-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S. 
and you can follow me personally. My handle on all social platforms is at Justin D. Barnett. You can also email academicspodcast at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. Thank you. Class dismissed.